0: Welcome to All Your Favorite Music is Probably, where we take a theme dive into popular songs and unearth the connections like magnetism. I'm your host, Mark Montgomery French, music culture writer, film composer, YouTuber, and compass enthusiast. Today's theme is All Your Favorite Music is Probably Secretly About Drugs. And my guest is singer, songwriter, and guitarist Sluggo of the band Wrecked. Hello, Sluggo. Hello, Mark. How are you? I am swell, and I'm happy you're here. I, Me too. Yes. I, as you know, being a working musician, some songs are clearly about drugs. Mm-hmm. Alice in Chains' Junkhead has no subtlety whatsoever. Right. <laughs> Eric Clapton's Cocaine. But sometimes people just hide it, partially in an attempt to get on the radio, partially because they want to hit, or partially because they're just really slick about it. I have a question for you. Yeah. Have you seen the ill-fated 1978 Sgt. Pepper movie? Good question. Yes. Not in a long
1: time if I have.
0: Yes, it is a horrible, misguided, misshapen use of talented people. So for those of you who have not seen it, uh, it is the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton pretending to be the Beatles kind of as Sgt. Pepper with a bunch of uh, somewhat stars of the 70s era and some bands all trying to do versions of Beatles songs. And it is, uh, if you ever want to see a film with George Burns uh, and early Steve Martin and Aerosmith, it's for you. <laughs> Sounds kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> um, Aerosmith does a version of Come Together that's wonderful. Right. Uh, along with Earth, Wind, and Fire, who do a version of Got to Get You Into My Life. It's fantastic. I would say it's actually better. It makes the Beatles version sound like a demo. And I think they probably had a bigger hit with it, didn't they? They did. They very much did. Yeah. And it was, a, a, turns out that song is 100% about <laughs> marijuana. It sounds like it's about a person, but the U is straight up about pot. Let's see, I didn't ever do that. That's why I wanted you on my show, so I can <laughs> share this. Paul, Paul loves marijuana. Paul, if you remember, uh, got busted in Japan in 1980. He spent five years trying to get a visa because of his previous drug bust. He finally gets there. Gets him to the airport, they open up his bag, he's got seven grams of marijuana right in his bag. He goes uh. immediately to jail. <laughs> and they ask him, why did you think do that? Uh, his answer was somewhere around, I didn't think they would check. Which sound like something a pothead would say. Right. On that note, we're gonna play Earth Wind and Fires Got to Get You Into My Life.
2: Got to get you into my life. Into my life. got get in my life in my, <laughs> my, my life got in my life in my life got to get in my life in my life to get in my life in my
3: life
0: Was gotcha. Earthwind and Fire Got to Get You Into My Life, written by Paul McCartney on the Beatles Revolver and all about his extreme love of marijuana. <laughs> I hope my mom listened to this episode because that would blow her mind completely. As most people in the 70s, she loved Earth Wind and Fire. <laughs> so would she be upset? <laughs> um probably. Let <laughs> <Not> down. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that you played your son a cannabis love song for the last 30 years would probably shock her mind, but that's okay. The Stranglers, yeah. a wonderful song. If you love harpsichord, you will love Golden Brown. And Golden Brown is explicitly about a love for a girl as well as love for heroin. And the reason we know this is because as the song was rising up the chart in England, the bass player told the media, This song's about heroin. And right when it got to number two, uh, radio stopped playing it and it never reached number one. And the, Hugh Cornwell, who wrote it, said, okay. I would have waited till it was number one and then told them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. That was their biggest song, I think. It, I think it was, too. Um, yeah. So unlike—it's it's that it's, it's weird thing in which some bands' biggest hits sound nothing like the band. Like, I mean, right. most of their music is not in three, 13-8 time uh, with harpsichords. <laughs> um, the Smiths' How Soon Is Now sounds nothing like most of the Smiths. It's just this wonderful— Or even like Squeeze, Black Coffee in Bed. By the way, I, I, I would love to be the producer of Black Coffee in Bed and go— Do we need to repeat the verse and chorus that many times? Can we just cut it maybe at the four minute mark? I mean, I know you guys, it's a great chorus. I'm not saying, but maybe, you know, (laughs) less is more. Uh,
1: (laughs) Maybe they figured this is it. We got to go for it.
0: Yeah, really. (laughs) This is our 12 inch dance mix of Black Coffee and Bed. Just keep it going. Uh, And on that note, I will play the lovely and harpsichord full Golden Brown by The Stranglers.
3: the ages, she's west from far away stays for a day never with golden Brown
0: And that was the lovely golden brown by the Stranglers a number two hit in the UK all about heroin I think Jet Black just died last week right Oh he did that's right. Yeah. We're getting to that point where all of our people are starting to fall out. Yep, they are. Go see them and support them while you can because you don't know.
1: Having a discussion recently with someone who was complaining about going to see Willie Nelson and having to pay $200. And I'm just like, it's worth it. I mean, if you have the money, it's worth it.
0: Plus, it's amazing he's lasted this long. Right. I saw Stevie Wonder, I guess it was 10 years ago, on the Songs in the Key of Life tour. Yeah, tickets were expensive. I had to like join, I think, an Amex. Presale group to get a ticket, but I'm like, uh-huh. this may be the only time right, I see him. Right, he, right. Does, he doesn't tour that much,
1: right? I mean, we I got La Laurie, and you know, I got her Valentine's Day tickets to see Leonard Cohen on his last tour, and those were 250 bucks a ticket, but I was totally worth it. He sounded awesome, and and I that tried. was it,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. I understand. Speaking of artists who aren't here, I want to talk about TLC and uh, the sad fact that Left Eye passed yep. with a car accident, I think, um, way too early. And I'm kind of amazed. They managed to have an international hit talking about the most depressing things possible, which is AIDS and violence from crack deals at, with the song Waterfalls. And, and it's one of those things in which if the music, if the riff is sensuous enough, people don't really listen to the lyrics all of that much. Yep, yeah And there's a line in that song that says Who's to blame for a tootin' cane in your own vein Which is not the most obvious part of the song But clearly a crack reference Yes International crack ditty. I Uh, never heard that (laughs) (laughs) Well, you will now, Sluggo Because I'm going to play it All right So we're going to hear TLC sing about crack In the song Waterfalls was the international crack ditty, Waterfalls, number one or top ten around the world by for TLC. And I get it. The groovy song that's stuttering, drum beats awesome. It sounds kind of like a Prince song, kind of like a Stevie Wonder song. The vocals are great. Of course it's great. Of course it's great. And it's generally either about the effect of AIDS and HIV and about suicide on some level and definitely about crack. And uh, please, kids, don't sell crack. It never ends well.
1: Nope. So a lot of happy subjects there.
0: Yes. By the way, speaking of happy subjects, there was, because he passed away, a songwriter named Tandon Ulmer. Tandon Ulmer only wrote two songs I know. One is he co-wrote the uh, Beach Boys' Sail On Sailor with Van Dyke Parks. I, yeah. And he co-wrote Along Comes Mary by The Association. Yep. Yeah. And the Mary in that song is, believe it or not, marijuana. <laughs> Astounding. I know, right? It's, it's the late '60s, and yeah. uh, they wanted a hit. And if you didn't know, you would think Mary is just somebody who was comforting uh, yeah. this disillusioned person. And actually, Mary is comforting him with. Cannabis. <laughs> now, apparently, they weren't as subtle as they thought when uh, the association wanted to play Disneyland, the sheriff's department. And for those who do not know, Disneyland is in Orange County. Orange County historically has been um, to the right of any right-leaning politician in the country. They told them they couldn't perform the tune. This is similar to, I guess, NWA being told, don't. Rap. Don't, don't don't sing Fuck the Police back right, in the right. 80s. Uh so they couldn't do it there. So I me mean, as a kid, AM radio, I didn't pick up on this. I doubt most people picked up on this. And that's why I want to play it for y'all. The very hardcore and gangster, the association with their deep, deep drug song, Along Comes Mary. <laughs> Is as sweet as the punch. And you just listened to the lovely and elegant Along Comes Mary by the association that is secretly, deeply about one man's love of Marijuana.
1: And probably the, the authorities did start to figure out that all the Mary references. Are, <laughs> I they think,
0: were like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think by the time uh, Rick James sang Mary Jane, it was probably kind of obvious, like, hmm, <laughs> I know that name was so popular. Speaking of artists who passed too early, 2016 was not my year because Prince passed, and George Michael passed, and yeah. David Bowie passed.
1: Immense talents.
0: Although, give Bowie credit, he dropped his album like on a Friday and died on a Sunday, so he managed to actually last to the release date. That's a Dick. that's a true yeah. OG. Be good work, uh, I think. But I want to bring back one of my favorite songs by him, "Ashes to Ashes," which he clearly says, "Ashes to ashes, funk to funky." We know Major Tom's a junkie, strung out in heaven's high, hitting an all-time low. Very clearly about addiction. I'm gonna guess heroin, just because of that. Um, I guess being out in space for a long time does not do well for one's self-expression. <laughs> So now I'm going to play Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie.
3: Details following away The shrieking When nothing is giving Just pictures of Jeff Goes in synthesis and, and, and I ain't got
0: no money And I ain't got no help
3: But I'm hoping to kick But the planet it is glowing, 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 glowing Ashes to ash And fuck to fuck it no major junkie, than
0: high, and you just heard the not-so-subtle drug-filled reference within Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a great album, too, that
0: whole album. Oh, is. Stray Monsters? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I I do remember then, you know, the next album was Let's Dance and going, huh.
1: <laughs> so Let's Dance, I think, as, as I read, was just his, his proving that if you want me to do a pop
0: album, I can do a pop album. And, and it worked. I, I, I'm also that weird person who likes Tonight, and I realize Tonight is—
1: You are weird. <laughs> <laughs> I say it in a good
0: way. And, yeah, and I think my reason is this. I was not familiar with all the Iggy Pop originals when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. Coming, looking at it from the, he just did a bunch of Iggy Pop songs, nowhere near as good. I, I kind of get the, the hate for it. I do like, uh, what was it, um, "Living the Alien"? I mean, yeah, that was the hit. Off it, of it. Yeah, it's it's not a, it's not my first, not my first album by, by Boyd Pole, or it's not even my second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth. I like it better than Tin Machine 2. How about that?
1: Oh, okay. Well, I disagree. We'll have to agree to disagree.
0: <laughs> Tin uh, Machine 1, I think, is great.
1: Yeah, yeah they yeah. are. They both are. Tin and, uh,
0: Machine 2, I don't need to hear Stateside ever again. I mean, it's just...
1: <laughs> so the, the rhythm section there, well, actually, in Tin Machine, the guitar player when I lived in Boston he worked at a guitar store and I bought a guitar effect from it, him it's uh, Gabriel who's now
0: Gabriel, who's, who's you know. now in The Cure
1: right right I saw that which is awesome and then the two the brother rhythm section oh the sales brothers Tony the yes. sales brothers so Tony Sr his son is my friend oh wow his name is also Tony ah it's interesting to get their stories and we actually at Tony's 40th birthday party recently we saw film clips of of him as a young kid a young pudgy little kid with Tony Sr like fucking around with a stereo and <laughs> <laughs> it's just cool that family all the stories they have like you know i remember asking tony when I, after i met him one time i was like how did your dad feel when he walked into train spotting <laughs> tony goes my dad just sighed and went there's a lot of money i'm not getting oh <laughs> oh yes uh, those, I, I was thinking you would be all psyched you know he'd be like yeah. oh this is awesome <laughs> Sorry. Cut no, you no,
0: off. absolutely no. Um, so yeah, the, the uh, Hunt and Tony Sales with the rhythm section on that whole Lust for Life album, yep. and, it's, and a lot of
1: indie pop stuff
0: too. And it's 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 there. Right, they're, right, they're right. And and did they play with Rungrin? I think they might have. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. like one of the early 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 albums. Yeah. No, they're they're yeah, yeah, yeah. In, incredibly good. Actually, I was disappointed how how Tim Machine One was not really respected. I thought that was just. Solid, solid. I think
1: people that saw it as a side project. I mean, I to be I fall into that too because I didn't listen to those albums until just recently and I, I was like, these are awesome. They're awesome
0: albums. So I'm guilty. Yeah, it it's it's it, it, I, I think you're right. People look at that as like a posse album. Well, they're just gonna do a thing with their friends and then come back. Right. <laughs> Which right. I guess kind of what it also it's bizarre for David Boyd to think, I'll just be one of the guys. Like right. it's a little a little late for that. <laughs> yeah,
3: but he gave it a
1: good try. He gave good. it a good try, and those albums are great. And it's kind of like Nick Cave doing Grinder Man or something. Yes,
0: or, no, that's a really good, really good uh, uh, analogy there. I'm sorry, we, we strayed from
1: super creeps and uh,
0: I, I. You know, this whole show was about sh- tangents. I want to go on tangents. <laughs> I need too many a, drugs good to get distracted. Yeah, if you want a straight, linear podcast, there's other ones for that. This is all about going around and around. So we're on hour two. No, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Oakland. You live in Oakland. I was in Oakland for about 15 years. Yep. coming from San Francisco. Too short, who now has a street named after him.
1: That's awesome. I know. <laughs> I just heard that
0: was uh, the, the 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 person who really put on the map in the 80s. Sorry, I was going to
1: say he played the liquor store like around the corner from me. About- <laughs> Eight years ago. <laughs> no permits or anything. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But it's awesome.
0: That's Oakland. I describe Oakland other people as artisanally thuggy. You know, <laughs> I it's like just, that. It's just some really sweet, cool stuff, and just like now we're just going to do a thing here
1: and gunfire.
0: Right, and, and, and we invented sideshows. Um, Oakland hip hop had a moment in the early '90s, and one of the groups was the Loonies, L-U-N-I-Z, and they had a Huge international hit called I Got Five on it. And if you have never purchased drugs, you have no idea what the song is about. If you've been around anybody who's purchased drugs, they clearly are two dudes who are splitting a dime bag full of weed. $10, split two ways, because there's two guys in the group. And the weird thing, it's less about cannabis and more about cannabis etiquette. <laughs> We're gonna put in equal amounts and we're gonna split this. And oddly, uh big everywhere in the world, what probably not oddly because everywhere in the world knows how to share a bag of weed. So <laughs> indeed. And with this, I'm going to play you I Got Five on It by the Loonies. Creep on in, on in, on in.
2: Kinda bro. Of Player. Give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that likes to light another joint Like Cypress Hill I still do be spit loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it Go get the S-T-I-D-E-S Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh rolling joints like the cigarette So pass it across the table like ping pong I'm gone, beating my chest like King Kong And song, wrap my lips around the 40 And when it comes to getting another stogie Fools all kick in like Shinobi know me? Too many hands to be Probably let my friend hit bit Unless you pull out the fat crispy Five dollar bill on the real before it's history Cause fools be having them vacuum lungs And if you let them hit it a free You well are dumb that I'm dumb I come to school with a tailor on my earlobe Avoiding all the flick teasers Skeezers and weirdos Got me throwing off the land like where the bomb at Give me two bucks you take a puff and pass my bomb back Suck up the dank like a slurpee The serious bomb will make a nigga go delirious Like I got more growing pains than Maggie Cause homie snagged me To take the day out of the bag
0: That was I got five on by the Loonies, a song that probably wouldn't exist anymore because cannabis is legal in California. So the whole idea of I know a dude who can get us a bag of weed, no, to the dispensary you can get different flavors, broken down to different particulates of THC to CBD. It's you know, it's like thinking about a jukebox. Yeah, well, it's making it old school. I guess. <laughs> yes. <Right? laughs> it is very old school. Like talking about, you know, uh, state's rights for the railroad or 23 Skidoo, which is very oh, old yes. school concepts. So you're from New Jersey.
1: I was only, I only was there for like
0: four months. Oh,
1: <laughs> so you're an OG. <laughs> so after that, where'd you move? We moved to a tiny town called West Newbury, Massachusetts, which had probably 1500 people in it. Oh, and okay. that's, where I, that's where I grew up. Like with, Farms, mostly farmland.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So you're East
1: Coast. I am East Coast. Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, when I finished college, I'd had enough of the country and then headed to Boston, which my parents had old t- told me, always told me cities are scary. So I was like, well, I want to find that out. And I did. And what'd you think? <laughs> uh, I liked it. I mean, I think I'd like to end up in the country again someday. And we go to Maine every year and the way in the country. So that's cool. But I like both. I like the city and I, I like the far depth of the country too. But, uh, yeah, I had some, you know, I guess you could say scary experiences in Boston. I got mugged, went into a liquor store and had a gun held against my head and all that sort of life affirming stuff. But
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <still> here, so. <laughs> no, I, I get that.
1: Um, but, you, but I got, was able to become a musician, you know, which would have been much harder in the country and it was hard to, in the country. I didn't even know how you joined a band or how you played somewhere or how you got a practice space. And I had to move to a city to figure
0: all that out. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. I mean, I, I grew up in San Francisco in which, you know, in the 70s, 80s, and yeah, bands everywhere and, and clubs to play and newspapers to find other band members with yep, and the yep. whole scene, um, which just dates both both of us. Like, Remember there was a scene for musicians? Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, right. <laughs> it's so odd. Um, uh, so I wanted to segue this, and I think you did a good job, actually, not even knowing what I'm trying to do. About factories and space and land and places to be, which is at a minimum in a big city, uh, but uh, more in a big city like New York and San Francisco where everything's compacted. The Talking Heads song. Oh, no, sorry. It's just Talking Heads, isn't it? There's no the. Talking Heads. The
1: A.M. Sometimes.
0: Yes. There's some bands where, like, if you put the, they get really saucy with you. Pixies, do not like being called the Pixies. Um, Do not call Daryl Hall and John Oates Hall and Oates. They they will not like that. Talking Heads have a song called And She Was. And David Byrne, the writer of the song, he had a hippie friend who used to take a bunch of LSD, then lie down in a field in Baltimore by a YooHoo chocolate soda plant, and just fly around in her head, and that's what the song is about. And, wow. I'm, and I'm trying to imagine, just like in San Francisco, a place next to a factory where you could lie down. There's so much concrete that it would you made you in Oakland. Oakland, you probably could. Maybe Emeryville before they built it up, you could probably do yeah. that. Uh, so that song, a happy, peppy song that you know, I would play for my kids, inspired by massive amounts of LSD use. Actually, I played my children a lot of material. Inspired by massive LSD use, I'm the Walrus. Was a big fan of my children yep. when I was young, as was I. That was my that was my uh, entry into the Beatles. No, Puff the Magic Dragon. Uh, my parents tried that. I was more into Walruses. What okay. can you say? Um, and with that, I will play Talking Heads and She Was. She was by Talking Heads. And we'll go from that happy song to one with a lot more aggression, which is Chop Suey by System of a Doubt. Now, it's not particularly clear from the lyrics what is happening in terms of what drug is they're, they're addicted to. But there's definitely a lot of addiction phrasing in this. People who cannot stop themselves from doing something that might harm them. If they end up dying by suicide, how will they be judged? And of course, as a culture, we love to judge people who die of drugs. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's make them feel better about ourselves,
0: right? Yeah, feel so. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't do that. Well, yeah, right. because you're not an addict. Or <laughs> <We're>
1: not yet.
0: <laughs> not yet, really. And addiction's that simple. You know, it's like a. It just seems so, totally silly, but uh, I used to love those uh, kona covered macadamia nuts mm-hmm. to the point where uh, if my relatives would go to Hawaii and bring back some, they would give me a can. And one for the rest of my family because I just would eat the whole can like in the car on the way back from the airport. <laughs> I don't buy them now because that's an insane reaction to eat an entire yeah. can of something. And yeah. it's like, okay, I, I understand that I shouldn't have this. <laughs> it's They're not heroin.
1: Stuff the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, there are other nuts, there are other yeah. macadamia nuts. And it's like cashews I, are good. <laughs> cashews were lovely. Yeah, I'm bad with cashews, but not that bad. <laughs> and there's no Kona-covered Macadamia Anonymous to go to, so I had a white knuckle it. But still, it's just like—so um. So yeah, Chop Suey is definitely about suicide. You heard how they got to the title of that song, by the way?
1: I, I haven't. I'm not familiar with it,
0: so uh, lay it. On. They were—I uh, think it was called S- Self-Righteous Suicide or something similar, and the label's yes. like, you cannot call this song suicide <laughs> in any form. So they literally chopped side off the word suey. And now you get to the name. And the funny thing is, if you listen to it at the very beginning, it says Rolling Suicide. I mean, you hear the, the tape op literally sing the title of the song. So they kind of got in there. Um, but no, it's, it's a great song because you can kind of hear the battle between uh, an addictive action and perhaps in, a, in the quieter parts, the sound of someone who may be already dead trying to justify what happened or explain themselves. I mean, it's, it's a lot more. Uh, has a lot more depth than it seems on the surface, uh, which is why I like it, because it's not a simple I'm on drugs or I died of drugs. It's just a lot happening, which you will hear for yourself when I play any moment Chop Suey by System of a Down. Was the very happy and peppy <laughs> "Chop Suey" by System of a Down, and a perfect way to end the episode, Sluggo. Before I say thank you for being on my show, is there anything you want to promote? Like, oh, the new Wrecked album. Uh yeah, we put out a new album. We
1: put out a couple in there during the pandemic. The last one was called uh, "Dressing Wounds by Candlelight." I try to come up with titles that evoke something. Different. Yes. Um, it's available from Sauce Text Media, a label out of San Antonio, Texas, which has a lot of other great music on it, run by my good friend Jeff Smith. We're working on some new new stuff right now in the studio. Yeah, I guess that's about it. But that's thank good. you very much for having me. It's been I've been learning a lot, which I like. I always like learning about music.
0: So, that's wonderful. I'm glad you're here. Oh, and by the way, for those listening, "rect" is R-E-Q apostrophe D.
1: Got it off my uh, car when it says maintenance required. <laughs> that little code that pops up and blinks at you until oh, you. right, 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 oh, right. So that that's where I got it.
0: Inspired from your automobile. Awesome. See, I didn't know that. And hey, everybody, that's our show. Come back next week when we'll unveil another fun theme. And if you get a moment, check out my weekly YouTube show called Still Got It, where I review new music from vintage musicians. And you can follow me on all media at beacons.ai slash mmfrench. I'll put a link in where you hear this, you'll see it. Original music courtesy of Spiky Blimp. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.